You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Merlin, top of the home straight. Cut the ribbon, Zachary. Leads by a length and a half here. Self-assured gets to the outside. Frankie Major the inside. Then Mark Shard. It's Merlin by two. Self-assured sailing home down the outside. But Merlin, he'll show all his enchantment tonight. And Merlin, just a training pace for him. 2.44. Self-assured a length away second. Mark Shard third. Frankie Major for Kiwi with a very big rap on him. He turns up at Menangle on Saturday night in a race full of Queenslanders, as Chris Barsby touched on yesterday, the pale face Adios Classic. He's won 15 from 21. He's by Art Major. Uh, his dam is imaginary bet. Uh, Better's delight, I think, is the sire of that particular dam. But, uh, of course, Merlin, New Zealand, it's Merlin here in Australia. Good morning to you, Chris Barsby. How are you? Steve, I'm well. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. This is an intriguing race. I'm fascinated by the Chariots of Fire for 2024. We've already seen uh, the, the the Stark other Kiwi, Better Stop Dreaming, stamp his ticket to the, uh, the Chariots of Fire with a victory in the Hondo Grattan. Can Merlin do the same thing on Saturday night? He's up against plenty of Queenslanders, as we discussed yesterday, but uh, he's the key runner. This is his first Australian start. Remembering last year, Steve, this guy was one of the first horses invited to contest the Rising Sun, and then he suffered that little issue, quarter crack issue, which ruled him out of that uh, Australian trip, which was unfortunate because he would have been one of the key uh, acts there. He would have been chasing leap to fame as it was, but uh, he's a horse that's got a big reputation, one of the most powerful stables in the Southern Hemisphere, so he holds a lot of keys to this race on uh, Saturday night, so I'm very much looking forward to it. Just looking at his form. Did he his first eight races in a row, something like that. Merlin, Chris in New yeah, Zealand. He's a good horse. Yeah. Really good horse. Debuted in February 2022. Scott Feelan's our first guest on Mobile Rolling. Well, Scott's one of the co-trainers along with Barry Purden of Merlin and he joins us now. Scott, appreciate the time. Yeah, no worries, Chris. Good hey, firstly, you. congratulations. You picked up the award earlier this week. Three-year-old of the year, edging out your arch rival in Don't Stop Dreaming. Were you guys confident that you would win that award or was it really touch and go? Yeah, it was probably touch and go, but the probably two derbies got him over the line in the end. Yeah, okay. First Australian start. He's here in Australia. How has he handled the the whole travel issue? Yeah, look, he seems good. He arrived over on Sunday, and um, Mitch Sim was looking after him for the first few days. So, uh, look, he seems good, and it's, it's hot enough here, that's for sure. So, um, but we're looking forward to Saturday night. You got off the plane last night. Were you a little surprised how warm it was in Sydney? Uh, well, not not really, because uh, Mitch said it had been pretty warm. So, uh, look, it's a, a pretty muggy at home in Auckland, so um, it's not too bad, but, I mean, it is probably another level. All right. The Chariots of Fire is really shaping as one of the races of the year, and it's only February, but how do you sort of line it up? Don't Stop Dreaming's there. We know Frankie Ferocious is there as well. Where does Merlin sort of fit into the equation? Um, well, look, he's he's pretty good horse, but, I mean, those two have been here now and, and done it at an angle so um, it's probably his turn to stand up and do it and um, yeah like he's in the right shape and he's fit and well so uh, we're just looking forward to setting Was there any thought or any temptation about sending him around in the Hondo Grattan or were you always waiting for this qualifier the pale face adios? Um, not really uh, we're just pretty keen to come this week and then next week and 
um, and just sitting sooner the better over a bit earlier for that race. So um, it was good to split them up, but I mean, um, sooner the better running to Don't Stop Dreaming too, so... Mm. Um, it's never easy in these races. All right. We'll touch on uh, sooner the better in just a moment. Just with Saturday night, what do you make of the barrier draw? Uh, when I first seen it, it was pretty ordinary. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, hey, they're all going to be there the following week if we qualify. So um, you got to beat them this week too. So, um, look, that'll be up to Zach. He, he's got decent enough gate speed. But, I mean, that's all up to Zach, what he wants to do. I'm sure he'll get a... A uh, bit of assistance from a couple of guys here with the form, and um, yeah, go from there. All right, just on Zach, uh, Zach Butcher driving Merlin on the weekend. Was he always coming to drive him? Because when the fields came out, no driver listed. So was there a little bit of uncertainty, or Zach was always coming? It was just a matter of uh, getting him over here. Yeah, no, he was always coming over to drive him. So um, yeah, there was no worries there at all. All right. So he's the favourite for this race on Saturday night. He's got winning form. Everyone probably just expects him to, to charge forward and, and, and dominate and control this race. But he's not that type of horse. He's he's renowned for his speed. So how does it sort of set up early with Merlin in this race? Um, look, he can sort of bowl out the gate a bit if he wanted to. But, I mean, um, look, it's going to be no easy race, that's for sure. I've seen, uh, I think it's better to be the best. He went pretty good last week and... Um, he looks like he might lead. So, um, yeah, exactly. I'll just have to see what happens out the gate and, and go from there, really. So, um, but look, he's pretty tractable wherever he sits in the field. Yeah. Uh, don't stop dreaming when he won his qualifier, a tick over 150. They're going to be so, uh, going something similar, if not a little bit quicker this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. Um, but look, he's had enough racing and he's had enough work at home to be. Um, ready for sort of whatever they've got here. Okay. Tell me this, and I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, and I'm sure you're thinking along the same lines here. If he wins Saturday night, he's straight into the chariots. He's only got to run top three. He'll get his spot in the chariots. If he comes out and wins the chariots, there will be an uh, an invitation for the Miracle Mile. Will that be taken if, if it is issued? Um, well, if we got the option, uh, that means we won the chariots, so uh, would be pretty... Pretty happy with just that at this stage. But I mean, you just have to play it by ear, really. Um, you know, two hard miles in a, in a week, what he's probably not used to. Um, would a third be too far? We'd just have to gauge it on the horse. Okay. Uh, sooner the better, the stable mate. Uh, in many ways, very underrated, this guy. That that fourth behind Don't Stop Dreaming in that first qualifier, he was excellent. Were you guys happy with that? Oh, we're wrapped with it. Yeah, no, he, he had good sectionals and he's. He's really come through the race good too. So um, it was good that, to see that he could um, come over here and go good in these races. So um, he'll be better for this week as well. If he wins on Saturday night, he goes around in race three. If he wins that race, and given he got as close as what he did behind Don't Stop Dreaming, there's every chance that he could force his way into the chariots of Firefield. Yeah, well, he, he's... Um, I spoke to Dave Watson. He, he's in the in the field he's top four qualified so yeah um yeah no he, he's in the field so um look he, he deserves a spot too he's, he's been thereabouts and and now big three-year-old races over home for all last year so look he certainly deserves a spot will gav fitzpatrick retain the drive are you going to dust off the silks there yeah no gav gav keep the drive yep so um he's driving for the whole time he's over here so um yeah i'll be sitting in the chair and home all right. Well, they're the two four-year-olds, and they both step out on Saturday night. I wanted to ask about a few other horses within the stable as well. Last Friday night, feature night at Auckland, uh, a couple of nice three-year-olds from the stable stepped out. How do you rate Cold Chisel and Jeremiah? 
Um, yeah, look, Cole Chisel's probably a little bit better than Jeremiah at, at this stage, um, but I think Jeremiah, will, he'll only get better. So uh, both pretty decent horses. So, um, yeah, at, at the moment, Cole Chisel's a bit better, though, but, I mean, the other fellow will get a lot better in time. Uh, any of them being considered for the New South Wales derby? Uh, it was spoken about, but probably just lead at the stage and head towards our derby at home. Okay. And what about the fillies within the stable? You've got some nice ones there. Kiss and Ultimate Racy Girl. How do they measure up? Uh, yeah, they're pretty much in the, in the top three to four over home and uh, probably Duchess Megs, that's our best one. Okay. Are we going to see any of those fillies on Australian soil at any point this year? Uh, it's a possibility in my year. It's a possibility. All right. A lot to look forward to. It's been a busy week for the stable as well. Sales over there, Auckland on Sunday, and then the last couple of days in Christchurch. You guys have been active. Overall, are you happy with what you've got? Uh, yeah, the four colts we wanted are the ones we got. So, yeah, no, we're pretty wrapped with that, that's for sure. All right. And you are training the uh, the full brother to Don't Stop Dreaming, the $340,000 colt? Yeah, we are. We are. We're lucky enough to get him, so... Uh, a big thanks to Dean and the TAB. Yeah, okay. So that would be the first one from Start Dreaming that Barry has trained? It would be, yeah. It would be, yeah. He was under better on Don't Stop Dreaming and, um, yeah, he wasn't wrapped about he was, but um, <laughs> he finally got one anyway. Yeah. Is there any similarities in, in looks and type uh, between this cult and Don't Stop Dreaming? Oh, there, there definitely is, but, I mean, this fella probably looks more like his mum as well. So, um and she was very good. So, uh, yeah. look, you couldn't really fold him, to be honest. Yeah, fair enough. All right, there's a lot to be excited about uh, with the stable going forward. I've got to ask this question as well. Dean Shannon, big supporter of Barry Purden and yourself. So, as it stands, Bill of Montana is probably the best horse that you guys have raced with, Dean, over the last couple of years. Has Merlin taken that title, or does he need to come out and win the Chariots and win a few others to sort of take that mantle away from Bill of Montana? Uh, yeah, look, she was pretty special to the stable, that's for sure. And um, if he came out and won some decent open-class races, you know, he'd certainly put himself up there. And, but she'd done it for a good two to three years, and um, I'm sure he won't be far away either. Okay. Do you have a preference? Do you think Merlin can topple what Bell of Montana's done? Uh, I, I hope so. Look, he's certainly got the potential there. So, um, look, he's in a pretty hard year too, which is, which is good. You you get to gauge where you're at, that's for sure, on the picking order. So um, there's hope we're at the top of it. Yeah. You guys have got a fantastic record uh, in the Chariots of Fire. And that's the thing, uh, the, the way the calendar's changed now. Um, the four-year-old season was always a little bit quiet, but now there's just so much on offer. Uh, so it's sort of hard to ignore, you know, chasing the big bucks that are up for grabs. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and it's bringing in some really good horses. So, I mean... And now it's brought us and, and don't stop dreaming over him. We've got to come up against Frankie Ferocious. Looks, he looks very good. So, um, yeah, it certainly won't be easy. Yeah. Hey, Scott, really appreciate the time. Uh, go well on the weekend, and hopefully it's full steam ahead for the Chariots. There he is, Scott Phelan, joining us. So, uh, yeah, two really good chances there on Saturday night with Merlin, and sooner the better. And, Steve, it's been a really busy week for them, so... They get the full brother to Don't Stop Dreaming. Uh, they paid some big money for a couple of the Colts in the North Island at Caracca there on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see, uh, you know, 12, 18 months' time, what sort of uh, talent they've got at their disposal because as it stands right now, they've got plenty to work with and it's and it's high-quality stuff. Yeah, it'd be great to see Millwood Nike uh, 
get back to the races one day, but maybe mm. unlikely, Chris. Yeah, 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 we'll wait and see. We'll yeah. wait and see. But off the back straight, leap to fame in front. He starts to tighten the noose. He's five metres to catch away. Third quarter in 27. Three back the inside is Max Delight. Four back the peg, Spirit of St. Louis. But it's leap to fame. He's in full flight coming around the home turn. He edges clear from catch away. Don't start dreaming and starting to run on strongly. Leap to fame's got a healthy lead. The Kiwi runs on well. Don't stop dreaming. But it's leap to fame clear. The Queensland star. He takes another great leap towards the great stage and he takes the Hunter Cup in style. It's all black and white. He is a special horse. Wins two metres. Don't stop dreaming with second and terrific. Max Delight ran a classic As race. Said many times, Chris, we're blessed to have him at Queensland, uh, Leap to Fame and Newcastle on uh, Friday night. He'll go around short there and I think you've got the boss of the Newcastle Harness Racing Club on and you have to be related to Shane Trueweek, the former jockey, surely. Well, we'll ask the question. <laughs> we'll ask the question, Steve. Kim Trueweek is joining us now. Kim, appreciate the time. Yeah, thanks, Chris. Yeah, good to, good to uh, have a chat to you. Are you related to Shane? Yeah, Shane's my brother. Um, oh, there you go. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so you were both both jockeys through through our, uh, our time um, when we were a few kilos kilos lighter so yeah um yeah living the healthy life yeah. now remember uh, shane winning uh, the triple crown i think it was gordon york's horse some years ago brisbane natural destiny yes exactly yes exactly no, that was uh, a few years ago but uh, all good stuff yeah, yeah. Only, only horse to do it chief to be as tried chief to be as tried to win it consecutively but uh, that horse was able to do it some years ago anyway we're here to talk harness racing yeah well bottom line uh, racing is certainly coursing through your veins anyway kim yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and uh, yep. Until uh, I started here in November, I was on the other side of the fence with the the thoroughbreds. But uh, I guess racing's racing, isn't it? So um, yeah, happy to be here and happy to be sort of uh, well, in Australia for starters and uh, on the harness side. All right. So you are enjoying it since you've been uh, as, as the boss there at Newcastle. Yeah, absolutely. Um, plenty of challenges, and um, as there is in most jobs, and yeah, uh, a lot of race days, so 68 race days a year, and and uh, plus trials and things like that. So yeah, busy role, and um, plenty of challenges ahead. All right. So you've got the star of Australasian harness racing racing at your track tomorrow night in Leap to Fame. What's the buzz like down there within the city itself? Oh, I think it's building, um, building day by day, and as the media are getting on on board, it's. Um, it really is. It is building within the industry. I think everyone's sort of jumping on board and, and wanting to be here and see them. And uh, you know, fingers crossed that we can have the the same experience that uh, you just played with uh, him winning one of those one of those big races along the way. So uh, let's hope he continues that that picket line uh, form line here tomorrow. Yeah. What, what sort of crowd are you hoping for or expecting tomorrow night? Uh, gee, I guess. You know, packed to the rafters. I hope. I hope, and uh, I guess weather weather's going to play its part, and as it always does. And uh, as long as the the day uh, starts clear and um, we have some sunshine, uh, I'm I can't really predict numbers because I haven't been here to, for a big race meeting yet. But uh, yeah, as long as we're full, we'll be uh, we'll be happy. All right, that's fair enough. You can play the role of weatherman. What what is the forecast for down there tomorrow night? Uh, the early indications are that we're going to get showers through the evening. Um, so, yeah, we're hoping that those sort of... They have been reducing initially in the in the week. It was a bit of a thunderstorm, which was uh, not ideal. Um, but that uh, has reduced to 
to some possible showers in the evening, but it's still going to be very warm. They are talking sort of mid-30s um, through the day and then some showers. So it'll still be uh, still be comfortable. We just hope we don't get those showers. Yeah, OK. Well, fingers crossed that uh, the weather, go, uh, weather gods are kind. Uh, just with this race and, you know, the expectation of having a horse like Leap to Fame there, staging the Newcastle Mile, which is the biggest race the club holds each and every year, at this time slot, it seems ideal because the NRL, the footy season, it hasn't officially kicked off. So this is a prime opportunity for the club to showcase, uh, you know, its talent and, and, and what you guys offer the, the, the local community down there. Absolutely, absolutely. And we're, we're promoting it that way. And, um, you know, all of our promotions have, have, you know, whether it's TV, radio or whatever, have, uh, out to the locals and... Um, yeah, as I say, we hope, hope they get on board. If we can't draw a crowd with uh, with this uh, draw card, then we might be struggling, mightn't we? But uh, yeah, no, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll have a good turnout, and uh, everyone, as I say, is is uh, talking about it and uh, excited about him being here and and hoping that he continues his form. Okay, well, the club's going all out. I know you've been in contact with Kevin and Kay Seymour. Just for our listeners up here, just just explain what's on offer and what they're prepared to give up Kevin and Kay Seymour with Leap to Fame tomorrow night. Oh, yeah, um, Kevin and Kay have been fantastic. And um, Kevin reached out uh, after the Cranbourne Cup, uh, or after the Hunter Cup, actually, initially, and... Um, said they'd like to do some promotions and, you know, could we think of some ideas? And we uh, we put a few ideas around and um, he Kevin had some of his own and uh, what we've landed on is uh, the 5% opportunity for a, a lucky punter to um, be part of the winning ownership, really. And uh, if uh, Leap to Fame happens to win, then that lucky person gets 5% of the stake. Uh, Kevin has also um, offered to give, if he wins, 5% of the stake to one of our local charities, which is John Hunter Children's Hospital. So that's uh, also wonderful. And one of the promotion that we are putting together, and we, we are pulling all that together at the moment, is where um, we'll have uh, three sets of of colours, photos and and shoes from Leap to Fame signed and framed up, and uh, we'll be auctioning those off over the coming weeks on an online uh, auction. Okay, well, there's plenty on offer there, and uh, there's plenty of good stuff as well. So for that lucky putter who could pick up 5% of the stake tomorrow night, what have they got yep. to do to be in the running to, to win that prize? So what we do is we have a sweepstake anyhow where we have... Uh, we Anyone who's bought a hospitality package gets a... a um, a free ticket into that sweepstake, and and then our our local fundraising charity, John Hunter Children's Hospital, does does sell tickets for five dollars, um, and basically whether uh, let's say win one or not, uh, that's split the winner of those draws. We we draw a person out for each of those horses. Uh, the winner gets five hundred, second uh, three hundred, third two hundred. If um, yeah, Leap to Fame wins. That 500 becomes 5% of the total stake. So uh, it's as easy as either booking a, a seat in our, uh, our restaurant or paying $5 for a ticket uh, as, you, as you come to track. Okay, this is a, a wonderful opportunity. And obviously uh, the people involved with the John Hunter Children Hospital, uh, they're, they're obviously thrilled to be uh, involved. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we support them throughout the year. 
Uh, I think over the, the last few years, you know, there's been close to seventy thousand uh, dollars raised for the, the children's hospital. So it's a great cause and um, one that we love to support. And uh, yeah, no, I'm sure they're very happy to receive that that sort of support as well. I spoke with Kevin and Kay last Sunday night at our awards function up here, and uh, they're going to be trackside there tomorrow night. So uh, it's going to be something different for them. I'm not even sure they've been to the Newcastle track before, but to go there with them and have their horse, their star horse, this is a big coup for the club. Oh, absolutely, and we're very grateful that they've uh, they've put this on the on the the um, program. Uh, obviously, it fits in with uh, wanting to, you know, have a two-week run into the Miracle Mile. So, um, yeah, wonderful that he's coming here, and uh, let's hope that he that he does the right thing. And um, yeah, and then maybe get him back again next year. So, uh, yeah, great draw card. Yeah, absolutely. Now, play play the role of form student. Can he win this race tomorrow night? Oh, I don't think there's any reason why he can't. Um, you know, from his draw, uh, he he should be out of trouble. Um, from that five, there's probably going to be a little bit early pace. Um, he'll just be able to sit off them and, and come into the race as it suits him. So, uh, yeah, I don't think there's any reason why he can't uh, do his normal thing. All right. Given that weather forecast you gave earlier, the track record, which was set in this race a few years ago, Major Dan, 150.7. Is that safe in your opinion? No, definitely not. Okay. <laughs> um, everyone's predicting that, uh, you know, if it, if it plays out as as we think, um, believe Hot Treacherous will probably, you know, uh, set a pretty hot pace early and then uh, Leap to Vane coming into it uh, at sort of that mid-stage, mid to, to three-quarter stage of the race. Um, yeah, definitely the, a huge opportunity that that uh, record will be broken tomorrow. All right. Well, everything's looking positive for tomorrow night. It's going to be a great night. Nine races. The support program as well, very strong. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, it is. I think the you know the two-year-old's probably the only one that's sort of we've had a couple of couple drop out of that, but uh, the rest of the program is very strong. Um, I haven't uh, had a chance to to put uh, too much study into it yet, but uh, yeah, I'm sure there's there's going to be some, some nice horses come through this meeting as well. All right. All eyes on race five, though. 8.40 uh, your time. So that's 7.40 up here in Queensland. Leap to fame, the best horse in the country, stepping out in the Group 2 Newcastle Mile. Kim, really appreciate the chat this morning. Uh, best of luck tomorrow night. Enjoy the moment with Leap to Fame as well. Yeah, thanks very much. There's Kim Trewig joining us. He's the boss of the Newcastle Harness Racing Club, brother of Shane Steve. So mm. uh, we've got that sorted. But, uh, yeah, that's a big coup for the club to have that horse at their track tomorrow night. Well, he's getting to the point where he is going to draw people yeah. um, to the track for sure and certain. Yeah, absolutely. Let's hope he keeps winning. Mm. What are we up to? About 10 or 11 now? I thought you were. You've got the leap to fame. B. You're the, you're the president of the fan club now. You so. were doing the numbers the other day when we were talking <laughs> to Grant. And you were putting the uh, the wind up him with that. He didn't want to know about yeah, it. So we locked into New Zealand, or do you think it's still play it by ear in regards to the possible trip to the west? So he's chasing ten straight tomorrow night. Uh, no, I think I think New Zealand is going to happen. Um, I'd be shocked. Something would need to go amiss for that trip not to take flight so um i think newcastle tomorrow night uh then the miracle mile and then the the next target will be new zealand so um i i think it's a lock at this stage so um something yeah very much untoward and fingers crossed 
it doesn't happen, but uh, I think New Zealand is going to see leap to fame. Excellent. Matty Young is with us now. Matty, good morning. Good morning, boys. Uh, is it still hot over there? Uh, no, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, um, I think it was 40, 43 degrees on Sunday, 42 on Saturday, and um, it's a nice 22 or 23 degrees right now. So, uh, yeah, it's fantastic weather. All right. So normality has returned, which is good. I tell you what, just looking at the New Zealand sales over the last couple of days, uh, there was so many from Perth that made their way to New Zealand, whether it was in the North Island or the South Island, where it's been for the last couple of days. Justin Prentice was there. Uh, the Howlets were there. Bond, Hall. Uh, I think Mick Radley was over there. There was a stack of Perth people over there for the sales. Yeah, and uh, I believe Justin Prentice bought one yesterday, um, over $100,000 in spendings uh, on one of the yearlings. So um, new record set in New Zealand as well. So, yeah, a bit of money being thrown around to some of the decent bred horses, and we've got our sales coming up here in just under, well, just over two weeks. So, yeah, really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think that sale's going to be strong, given given the whole Westbred scheme over there and uh, just how they were spending yeah. in New Zealand. I think um, I think there'll be some keen bidding coming up. Yeah, there's some really nice lots in the APG sale here um, on the 3rd of March. And, yeah, just really looking forward to it. And doing a yearling sale parade this weekend, um, Trevor Lindsay, so Carnup Racing, Copper Lodge, Mike Howie and KTC Bloodstock. And... Um, just looking through some of the breeding lines of those horses, uh, just a really strong sale. And those three in particular uh, need to be thanked, as well as Allwood Stud Farm over here in WA for being able to build the Westbred uh, horses up. In the past decade or so, we've gone from not really having the best of uh, talent over here to uh, we've got Never Ending, Wonderful to Fly, uh, just to name a couple, Labra Joe. There's been absolutely outstanding horses come out that have been able to go on and Mighty Ronaldo as well. So, yeah, it's it's been wonderful to see the Westbred uh, breed really grow over the past decade or so. Yeah, Tricky Mickey last week as well. He was good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he just finds a way to win that horse in feature races. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind owning a horse that gets all the luck in those sort of races. Yeah, indeed. Uh, ten races tomorrow night at Gloucester Park. The feature is race five. This is the Group 3 Shandon, named in honour of that uh, former star many, many years ago. What do you make of this field for the four-year-olds? Well, Holly pursued a horse who's got the really good draw. He's just got a, a lot of speed. Holy heck, has got plenty of ability. Hull St. Louis. Has come back with okay victories. Um, I, th I think he's a bit better horse than what he's going at the moment, but winning form is good form and uh, all is well. He's got plenty of ability as well. And, of course, rolling fire. One first up, sitting past with a pair of 27s on the way home. Uh, as you would say, uh, Chris, the first over crush. So, hotly pursued. Looks really hard to beat in this race. But, yeah, there's plenty of talent around him. Okay. You tipped us him a couple of weeks ago, didn't you, hotly pursued? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he's won his last two. He's... Uh, a potent front runner, and last start he was up against a four-year-olds in his win. He was a short price favourite, but he got the job done. I, I think he can go better than his last two wins, though. So yeah, I'm not sure whether I'm just uh, holding him in too high a stead, or he's going to live up to what I think he can do because uh, he's he's very smart. He's a big winner uh, last year during the Nullarbor Carnival. 
defeating horses like Skylord and the like um, in very good time. So I think he's right up there with some of the better four-year-olds we've got here. So looking forward to seeing how he matures and progresses through this campaign. So is he a certain leader here tomorrow night from gate two? Yeah, the one horse is... Um, yeah, it, it shouldn't be there, really. Um, it's a, a level two. It's won one race uh, in its career, so I'm, I'm not sure it will be getting too involved early. And so uh, your Hotly Pursuit's got superior speed. He should be able to burn to the top, and from there, um, looks like he can make every post a winner. OK, so that's race five, number two, Hotly Pursued in the four-year-old classic for Shandon. The other horse that I wanted to ask about at this meeting tomorrow night is in the uh, the race prior, Franco Ecuador. Seven from 11, he's been plagued with injuries throughout his career. Two for two, you said he was just a, an absolute lock last week, duly saluted. Um, if we can get a, a full campaign out of him sound, how far can he go, Franco Ecuador? Well, I was actually discussing this um, with the trainer, Kim Prentice, about uh, he should be looking at. I know at this stage, he's still he's still day-to-day, and that's the, that's the way they're treating it. And it's a good way to treat it. Um, it's very stressful, as a lot of horse trainers that are listening to this program will know. Um, and as we know, speaking to those horse trainers, how hard it is to get a horse back from injury and then the concern and uh, anxiety that runs through through its whole preparation every day, checking the legs and um, just hoping that you're going to get another run out of them. But Franco Ecuador is a serious horse and if he can stay sound, I would not be surprised if we're talking about him in six months' time about being a pacing cup contender. He is as good a horse that we saw coming through in the juvenile ranks and uh, if his win last week's anything to go by, it wasn't against anything, but it was the way he did it and the way he went about it. A 30, 34-7 lead times, very quick, and then 154 and change for the 2,100 metres, and he just did it so effortlessly. And for a horse who was second up after two years away, um, he was very impressive. In saying that, this is a race that could be a little bit tricky for him because you've got horses like Pinny Tiger in it who can blast the arm, and if he does lose that advantage, things get a little bit tougher. And he is only third up. So he sort of has been dropped in the deep end a little bit here. But I think we'll get a good understanding of where he's at tomorrow. Um, but at the same time, I think he's a horse that they should be looking at the feature races heading towards the spring and summer uh, this year. OK, price-wise, uh, what, what do you expect tomorrow night with him? Um, he could he could still open up favourite. I would imagine that he would probably open up favourite from the draw. But I think Penny Tiger won't be too far away uh, from him in terms of favouritism because of that gate speed. So I'm thinking probably uh, two, 220 about him and maybe 260 Penny Tiger, 270. So um, I think the start is the key to the race. El Capone's got a little bit of gate speed and Soho Dow Jones has as well. But Penny Tiger's going to have two horses underneath him that aren't going to get involved. So he's going to get that slingshot across and probably get him at the start. So... Yeah, that's a really fascinating race, that one. All right. The other race that I wanted to talk about this morning is the Mayor's Free-for-All, race seven. Just the six Mayors. Steno's aiming for five straight. Are you hearing any sort of talk or rumours over there that they might consider bringing her back to the East Coast for a shot at the uh, the lady, or the ladyship mile or the Queen Elizabeth, whatever they call it nowadays? Are you <laughs> hearing any of that talk? Yes, uh, there is talk of that, and... Well, I know for a fact Jocelyn wanted to go out and break the track record last start. She gave um, it a good crack. 
Well, <laughs> she did, but she didn't. Um, the horse normally gets a little bit fizzy early, and so Jocelyn just worked with her, and she said as soon as she crossed to the top, she just dropped the bit. So, and she went through the first quarter in 29, and Jocelyn just thought, oh, that's it, I'm not getting the track record. But she didn't want to um, really fire her up and make her quite silly going forward just to take out something that's um, is, is only paper thin. So uh, she's she won with the plugs in, went 151.9, track record was 151.2. I think she would have broken 51 if she really just let her slide out that gate and roll that first quarter. Um, her speed is unbelievable. She's got menangle form. I, I can't imagine why they wouldn't be looking at going back there uh, because I don't think she's gone any better. And we're talking about her handling a horse like Wonderful to Fly recently, and Wonderful to Fly is as good as we know she is. So um, it's a pretty strong bunch of mares at the moment, but Steno is she's right up there with uh, the best mares, uh, not only in the state, but she's right up there in the country. All right. Well, with this race tomorrow night, is it possible that Steno leads Wonderful to Fly's camp right on her back? Is there any hope that Wonderful to Fly can get her down? Well, Wonderful to Fly was very disappointing first up. That's a concern that I have. And I think how you've read the race is spot on. I think Steno will just run to the top, and I'm pretty sure Shane will be very happy just to take the sit and hopefully see where Wonderful to Fly is at because obviously there were some concerns after that previous run. But at the same time, Steno rolls along that last half. Wonderful to Fly is going to get every opportunity. And um, if she's getting back to her best, then she could give her a little bit of a scare. But... At the same time, Steno just gives the feel of horse that is nearly as close to what I've seen in a long time, a horse that when they lead, they're unbeatable. Okay, well, that is going to be a fascinating race. That's race number seven. Hey, tell me, is there any any sneaky chance that minor catastrophe scores? I notice one G Hall Jr. is booked to drive tomorrow night. Uh, <laughs> unlikely. Yeah. She, she raced the other day. It was quite funny. Uh, Aidan DeCampo drove her and she was dropped in against a very slick field of mares and he was leaders back and he pushed off with 400 metres to go. And um, as soon as he left that helmet, uh, she she spat the chewy. So I think she's just a, a bit of a peg's horse and um, she might be able to run a place, but yeah, a lot of things need to go her way. Okay, where is your best bet tomorrow night? Well, we like a few on the card. So we've mentioned those horses that uh, are quite like throughout the program. But, yeah, race two, number five, Ira Poole, was a horse from the stables of Gary Hall Senior. He's racing really well. Uh, the performances last preparation in WA were very ordinary. And then the two runs back here has gone 158 at Pinjarra, one with the plugs in with a junior driver on who's only had about 30 or 35 drives and just bolted in, and then second up, let it Gloucester Park, went 154.6 on a Tuesday for 2,100 metres and done it in cruise control. So I'm expecting Ira Poole to get the job done. And from a middle-of-the-road draw, you might be able to get flip of the coin odds, and I thought that was the best way to back a winner on Friday. OK, race two, number five, Ira Poole. That's the best bet. Hey, Matty, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll chat again next week. Cheers, guys.